1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen may be seated. And if you would turn your Bibles, you can turn to two places. You can turn to Galatians chapter 3, but also in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to be in the book of Hebrews again this morning. And last Sunday in the day, we're doing a two-part message on the order of Melchizedek. And of course, I'll review some things this morning, make it quick. Don't have time to review everything from last Sunday. And if you weren't here Wednesday night, pastor did a phenomenal message on practically paying off debt. Yes, we believe God. Yes, we make our confessions of faith, but we also have to take practical action. And so if you missed that, I would encourage you to listen to or watch that message. As Christians under the new covenant, we're to walk in the blessing of the Lord. And that doesn't all happen overnight, but over time as we're saved and born again, and as we walk with God and we live life his way, five years, 10 years, over time, we ought to be walking in the blessing of the Lord. And we ought to be walking in the blessing of the Lord to a greater degree in 2021 than any previous year. And you might say, well, Austin, what about this? What about this? What about this in the news? And see, that, that's a trap. Now, next Sunday, I'm going to minister on how the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And when we as God's people get wrapped up in distractions, things that don't have to do with the truth of God's word, we lose our focus and we don't walk in the level of blessing that we should. So don't, don't miss that. But over time, we ought to walk in the blessing of the Lord and to a greater degree. Paul wrote in Galatians 3 and verse 14, Christ redeemed us. You might say, well, why? Here it comes. In order that the blessing, say the blessing. And it's been there the whole time and people have missed it. That He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham, might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. And of course, you can go to your Old Testament this week and take time to read about Abraham and how he walked with the Lord. And he lived in the blessing of the Lord. He, Moses had not even been born yet. Abraham did not have the Old Covenant. He did not have the law. He did not have the Holy Spirit. 
He did not have the new covenant, the new birth. He did not have the written word of God, yet he walked in the blessing of God. And we have all that we have, so we have no excuses. Amen? He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. But so many of God's people have been trained, and sadly, they have often been trained this way by ministers to think that the blessing is bad and the curse is good. They've been trained many times by ministers to think, to act like, to talk like the blessing is bad and the curse is good. And to look at things that are obviously the curse and to say, that's the Lord. And to look at things that are obviously the blessing and to say, that's the devil. And it's wrong. It's wrong thinking. You know what's bad? The curse. You know what's good? The blessing. So we've got to get our hearts right. We got to get our attitudes right. And we got to turn off anything that's a distraction, anything that is nonsense, anyone that is filling our heads and our hearts with things contradictory to the Word of God. Over Christmas break, one day on social media, there was a viral story about a minister and a minister's house. And either I had seen that or Jessica had seen that, and, and we were, she was showing me or I was showing her. And Michaela happened to be walking through, and she was curious about what we were talking about and looking at, and uh, she saw that it was a picture of a house. And she said, whose house is that? And we told her, and uh, she's in second grade, and Michaela said, huh, I, I would have thought that it would be bigger. <laughs> now that's the perspective of a little girl in second grade who's grown up at Faith Christian Center. Now, right now, the viral thing is Bernie Sanders' mittens. <laughs> and even though he's for redistributing everything, so everything's equal, he's got quite a few houses. But that's not what's in the news. But see, you get God's people on social media bad-mouthing this blessed minister, bad-mouthing that blessed minister, while all the while, they're not productive in their own lives for their family or for the kingdom of God. God's people have been trained to think and to act like and talk like the curse is good and the blessing is bad. And if you have that mentality, it'll hinder you walking in the blessings of the Lord. You might have heard me tell this story that at one point when I was in seminary, the, the man that at that point was the head of the doctor of ministry program at Southwestern Baptist in Fort Worth, he invited me to lunch. And so I went to lunch with him one day after chapel and so after chapel he, he offered to drive and so we went out walked out to his car and got in and he, he was acting nervous and I didn't understand why well then then he rehearsed this to me that he didn't want me to judge him or to think anything negative of him because of the the car he drove you might say well Austin what kind of car was he driving well he explained the story that they had put their children through college and their last daughter had graduated, she just graduated from AM, so they were done. They were finished paying all those bills, and his dream or his desire had been to go and get whatever is the nicest Toyota sedan with leather, and that, that was his new car. And because we were at seminary, and I was a seminary student, this shows he obviously doesn't know me very well, he, he thought that I would judge him critically for driving what was a nice top-of-the-line Toyota with leather. See, th this is not how we should act as the children of God. 
And so this shows the degree to which in the body of Christ, believers have been trained to act like and think like and talk like the curse is good and the blessing is bad. You know what's bad? The curse. And it's the blessing of the Lord that is good. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us, the Gentiles, through Christ. Now last Sunday we learned the first point was that Jesus is a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Not in the order of Aaron, not in the order of Levi. And a lot of believers, they spend their entire lives living as if Jesus is a high priest forever in the order of Aaron or Levi. And because of that, throughout the duration of their lives, their walk with the Lord, their focus is on sin and sinning instead of walking in the blessing of the Lord and instead of living a life of victory over sin. And I said it last Sunday, I'll say it again because of what Jesus did for us. We don't have to live a life where we struggle with the same things year after year. You can have the victory in Christ Jesus. By what he did, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have the victory over whatever it is. And so we've got to get our focus off of sin and sinning and get our focus on winning and walking in the blessing of the Lord. Hebrews 7.22 says, because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Say better. better. You know what better means? Better in every single way. Then go to the next chapter, chapter 8, verse 6. But the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs, that's the old covenant, as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, and it is founded on better promises. But th this begs the question. How can we have a superior covenant with superior or better promises and a superior high priest and yet get the body of Christ, Christian people get inferior results? And the answer is God's people haven't been doing their part. They have not been working his plan. Jesus is a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Number two, we saw last Sunday, Jesus is the high priest of our tithe in the order of Melchizedek. Now, as I said last Sunday, this is God's plan, and I know. I'm 38. There are young men my age. They're not really friends. They're acquaintances. I know them. And because of criticism on social media, they don't teach certain things. They don't talk about certain things. Well, I have learned it's far easier just to delete comments and block people. And I, if, if I knew secretly, privately, that if I want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, there are some things I need to do, but because of popularity or because of fear of what people think or because of fear that somebody might post something about me, well, I'm not going to teach on that publicly to avoid criticism or for greater popularity. That would make me a hypocrite. And I, I love you. Not only do I want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, I want you to walk in the blessing of the Lord. And I want you to live a blessed life. We saw last Sunday that for the order of Melchizedek to work, you got to have two things. A priest, number one, and a covenant man or woman, number two, showing up with the tithe. Look at Genesis 14, beginning in verse 18. And I, I can't review it all, but last Sunday I explained how Abraham had won a great victory. Then this happened, Genesis 14, 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem. And Salem was the ancient precursor to Jerusalem. He brought out bread and wine. 
So it's obvious in the word of God, Melchizedek was a type and a foreshadowing of Christ. He brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high, and he blessed Abram. What did he do? He blessed Abram. I said last Sunday that, that my job when you come is to not give you a burden, but it is to encourage you and to build up your faith in God's word. He blessed him. He blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. Blessed be God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram did what? He gave. He presented how much? A tenth of how much? And I, I know, I know. In 2020, 2020, now 2021, certain things are not popular. But if we want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, we got to forget what's popular and do what's right. If we want to walk in his blessing, his favor, his provision. So the tithe means 10th or 10%. It's 10% of all the increase that crosses our hands. And of course, in ancient days, many times that was agricultural, or if they had livestock, that was the first of what was best, nothing blemished, amen. But we have a monetary economy, so the tithe is 10% of the increase that crosses my hands. The first $10 out of every $100, the first $1,000 out of every $10,000, it belongs to who? The Lord. And it is not mine, so I, I bring it to him, and the blessing is pronounced over my life. But we've got to do our part. If we want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, we've got to do our part. Say, I'm going to do my part. Now smile at your neighbor and say, do your part. Smile at your other neighbor and say, do your part. And see, if God's people would just work God's plan, they would be blessed. But see, what people want to do is do their own thing or try this or try that, this investment scheme, that get-rich-quick get rich quick scheme, and it doesn't work. Slow and steady, doing it the right way, wins every single time. Every single time. And so we work his plan. We do it his way. Number three, Jesus is the high priest of our tithe, and his priesthood is based on the power of an indestructible life. Hebrews 7 and verse 15 says, and what we have said is more clear if another priest like who? Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest, not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power of what kind of life? An indestructible life. So the tithe, as we've learned, it brings us into financial covenant with God. And it is our connection to the power of an indestructible life. Number four, hitting new ground in the New Testament era, that's today, Jesus is the one who collects our tithe and Jesus is the one who blesses our life. Today, under the new covenant, Jesus is the one who collects our tithe and he is the one who blesses our life. Look at verse one here in Hebrews seven. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem means king of peace. Well, that, that's what I want to be connected to. Amen? Peace and righteousness. Without father and mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, like the son of God, he remains a priest forever. Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi 
That's the descendants of Aaron, who become priests to collect a tenth from the people. That is their brothers, even though their brothers are descended from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham, and he blessed him who had the promises. And without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by the greater. And I, I would mark that verse in your Bible. I would underline that star, that highlight it. It's all right to mark in your Bible, amen? It's yours. Might as well, you might as well use it. In the one case, the tenth is collected by men who die. That's under the law, under the old covenant. But in the other, by him who is declared to be living. Now in God's word, there's only one who is declared to be living. And right now he is seated at the right hand of Father God. And he's coming back for a victorious church, amen? There's only one in scripture declared to be living and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he's a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So today, under the new covenant, when we bring our tithes to God's house, well, we're bringing them to Jesus. We're presenting them to Jesus. And he is the high priest of our faith. And what is his anointing? His anointing is the power of an indestructible life. So Melchizedek in Genesis, he received Abraham's tithes. But today, Jesus receives our tithes. And just like Melchizedek blessed Abraham, he was a type of foreshadow. Will we have someone far greater pronouncing, speaking, declaring the blessing over our lives? And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's true only if we do our part. Tell, tell your neighbor, smile, say, do your part. Do your part. Tell your other neighbor, smile, say, do your part. Do your part. See, we, we got to do our part. And this explains so much. Now, it doesn't explain everything, but it explains quite a bit. Last Sunday, I mentioned the Barna statistics. And the reality is, a lot of believers nationwide in our country, even though America is a blessed place compared to the rest of the world, so many believers simply don't work God's financial plan. And that's why when we look around and we, we see with our eyeballs, people aren't walking in the blessing of the Lord. And then they get into things like this. Well, it's the Lord's will for some to be blessed, and it's the Lord's will that others not be blessed. Nonsense. Any believer can walk in the blessing of the Lord if they'll handle things and do things God's way. When we, under the new covenant, bring our tithes to Jesus, he pronounces, he declares the blessing over our lives. So we have the promises. Just like Abraham, we have the promises, but we have to take action to make those promises a reality in our lives. Number five, Melchizedek blessed Abram. He blessed him who had the promises. And today, Jesus blesses us. He blesses we who have the promises. Say the tithe is my covenant connection. It's the connection. But if we don't do our part, we're not going to walk in the blessing of the Lord. So why do believers fail to walk in the blessing? They don't take action, or many times they've been raised, they've learned, they've been raised with, they've, they've learned wrong religious attitudes. They'll say things like, well, I wouldn't give my, my money to that situation because it's blessed. I wouldn't give my money to that church because it's blessed. Abraham, bringing his tithe to Melchizedek, did not make Melchizedek rich. Abraham giving or bringing his tithe to Melchizedek 
made Abraham rich. See, we've seen this the wrong way. And we think, well, if I give to a blessed situation, then I'm just going to make them more blessed. No, when we give to a blessed situation, we're bringing the blessing upon our own lives. Kenneth Hagin would often say the anointing, and this is true of the blessing, it comes by association and environment. Well, when you hang out with negative people, do you get more positive or do you get more negative? Well, when you, get, when you hang around with people who aren't productive, does that inspire you to be more productive? Now, not in 2021, maybe at some point, but in a normal year, you could go to Starbucks nearly any day of the year, and there are people there sitting around, you know, doing a meeting, when they should be at work. Doing this scheme, doing that scheme, when they ought to be busy, at work, busy, being productive. See, if you, you want to rise higher, you got to hang around those that are winning and overcoming in life. And if you want to rise higher, you got to hang around those that are walking in the blessing of the Lord. Religious people with religious attitudes or faith critics would have us believe that Abraham made Melchizedek rich. But look again at Genesis 14, verse 18. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. He blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies in your hands. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Remember what Hebrews 7 and verse 7 says, Without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by the greater. But that's only true in our lives if we do what Abraham did. It's only true if we imitate the father of our faith and do what he did. And this explains why there are so many believers and they've known the Lord five years or 10 years or decades. They haven't done their part and they're not walking in the blessing of the Lord because they haven't done their part. They, the lesser, they haven't been blessed by the greater. Now, number six, Melchizedek was not blessed because Abraham tithed. Abraham was blessed because he tithed to God's anointed priest. Abraham was blessed, and the blessing was pronounced upon his life because he tithed to God's anointed priest. Remember at the beginning I said that God's people had been trained, often by ministers, to think the blessing is bad and the curse is good. And ministers have also trained God's people to give in to need or to give in to lack. You know, there are times, and I know now everything's on uh, Apple TV or Roku, whatever it is, we watch what we want. But back in the old days, you just turn on TV, flipping through on Christian TV, that they would be pressing people to give into this needy situation, that needy situation, turn on Christian radio during the, I guess the telethon, whatever you want to call it. You know, we need so many people to give so much. Otherwise, we're going to go off the air. There is no blessing in that. But see, so many of God's people have been trained to give in to need or to give in to lack. But the power is in giving into the blessing. The power is in giving into the anointing. The power is in giving into good or fertile soil. Yes, we are to bless those in need. If you've been here any length of time, you know that every week we send money as a church to be a blessing to ministries who are devoted to being a blessing to those in need. And not just being a blessing to those in need, but leading them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we're to bless those in need, but how can we do that if we're not walking in the blessing? How can you bless someone in need if you're not walking in the blessing? 
and if you don't have more than enough in your life and in your situation. We're to bless those in need, and God has promised to make up to us whatever we give to bless those in need. But replacing the seed is not the same as multiplying the seed. Replacing the seed is not the same as multiplying the seed. And the power of multiplication, the power of harvest, the power of the blessing comes upon our lives when we give into good ground and fertile soil. Melchizedek was already blessed, and the anointing for the blessing was on his life. And Abraham got blessed when he came. He brought his tithe to honor God because of the victory of war, to honor God, and Melchizedek pronounced the blessing over him. Melchizedek was already blessed, and when Abraham tithed, he pronounced the blessing over Abraham's life. And under the new covenant, this is what happens when we tithe. When we, as Proverbs says, we honor the Lord with our wealth. Hebrews 7, verse 7, without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by who? The greater. See, we, we live in a time and a culture when we want to act like everything is even Stephen. It's not. So we could wake up tomorrow, the federal government could take the money out of everyone's accounts, redistribute it equally, and by noon the next day, things would not be equal. And we live in a culture where things have been watered down, and there's no honor, there, there, there's no respect, and we want to act like everything's the same, everyone's the same, and we're all on the same level, but that is simply not the case. Abraham, as great as he was, even though he's the father of our faith, he was the lesser. And when he came and he honored God with the victories of war, Melchizedek the greater pronounced the blessing over his life. And you and I, I don't feel bad saying I'm the lesser because I am the lesser compared to Jesus Christ. But when we like Abraham, come before our Lord and Savior, and we honor him with what his word says to do, Jesus Christ the greater pronounces the blessing over our lives. And we, the lesser, he is my elder brother. We, the lesser, are blessed by the greater. But there are many believers, and they don't walk in the blessing of the Lord. Why is that? They don't do what they're supposed to do. They don't honor God in their finances. They don't tithe. And when they, they do give, they've been trained to give into need or in exchange for cheap Christian merchandise. Well, if you'll send in $100, we'll send you $20 of cheap merchandise. A plastic coffee cup, something made in China. But that's not how you walk in the blessing of the Lord. See, in my life, Jessica and I, man, we are on autopilot. We are, we're saving, we're tithing, we're giving offerings above and beyond the tithe. And I'm not doing it saying, say, now, Dad, if I, if I bring my tithe this Sunday, do you, am I going to get any merchandise in exchange? But see, God's people have been trained by ministers to give into lack or needy situations or to give in exchange for cheap merchandise. And the result is the blessing never comes on their lives. And I can get away with saying that because God bless her, my father's mother, she watched a lot of Christian TV and there was all kinds of cheap merchandise in her house. Amen. And it's not worth anything. 
You see, I'd rather do what the Word says and walk in the blessing of the Lord. You've heard me say that growing up, I saw my, my parents make dramatic progress and in greater degrees walk in the blessing of the Lord as they were a blessing to ministries and to ministers who were blessed. And so you've heard me say that Jessica and I do the same. And why is that? Well, we want the blessing to come upon our lives. This would have been maybe 10 years ago. It was in December, maybe about 10 years ago. And it was the, the Sunday where we're a blessing to our senior pastors at Christmas. And that, that Sunday that year, my father had asked me to handle that. And merely for the purpose of illustration, I explain that Jessica and I, we, we participate with everyone. You know, we're not hypocrites, amen? And so no, no one could accuse us of being hypocrites. So I, I merely said that, like everyone, we ask the Lord what to do, we participate. And then as an example, I, I just said, casually, I just said that we had just been in Houston. When we were in Houston, we were a blessing to Dodi Osteen and a blessing to pastors Joel and Victoria. Well, after church that day, a, a young person in the church sent me a, what I call a nasty gram. You know, when, when someone sends you an email, but it's longer than a, a college paper, 99% of the time, it ain't positive. But ju just because you've seen something on social media doesn't mean it's true. And see, we live in a time where so many of us have been poisoned by this thing of social media. And so they, they sent me a nasty gram, and they, they, they were young in high school, college. They, they, they pulled their parents out of church. But see, that, them doing that doesn't affect the blessing that's on our lives. Them doing that doesn't affect the blessing that's on Faith Christian Center. A few years after that, there was a young man helping out in youth that had a bad attitude. And so because of his bad attitude, we didn't want him to influence the other young people around him that were helping. And so we said, look, you, you've got a problem. So you need to sit downstairs in the adult service. You need to listen to pastor. You need to get your heart right. You need to get your attitude right. Then he can help with youth again. Well, because his parents had never sat him down themselves, he didn't take it well. He became embittered, then poisoned his parents, pulled his parents out of church. You know, as parents, we shouldn't let our, our young people tell us what to do. You know, Jessica doesn't let the kids decide where we're eating. Now, if, it, if it's me by myself with them, it's almost like a hostage situation. Amen? But Jessica doesn't let the kids decide where we're eating lunch. And so we shouldn't let the kids decide where we're going to church. Well, they, they ended up in a watered-down deal where they're not teaching people to tithe and walk in the blessing of the Lord like we do here. Instead, because it's watered-down, not working God's plan, it's a place where there's this investment scheme, that investment scheme, this multi-level, that multi-level. Well, you can't do that and walk in the blessing of the Lord. And so they, they headed down that road, and, and over time, they burned through their savings. They burned through their pension and their retirement. They had to give up the custom home that they had built, and now they're living in an apartment. That is not the blessing of the Lord. And so you have to determine in your heart, you're going to do what the Word says and walk in the blessing of the Lord no matter what anyone else says. And sure, you can Google this, you can Google that. You can find someone on the internet that will tell you what you want to hear. But just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. This past week, I got an email. Sirs, which if there's bad grammar, you know it ain't legitimate. As I use bad grammar. I have just come into $60 million or whatever it is. 
Please provide me with your information so I can wire the money to you. I didn't get excited. Not everything online is true, amen? And so Jessica and I, we learned to be a blessing to those who are blessed, and it's resulted in the blessing of the Lord being upon our lives, amen? They're going to put up a photo when we were last in Houston in 2018, and when we were there, we were a blessing to pastors Joel and Victoria. They'll put up another photo of Dodie Osteen praying over Julia. We were a blessing to Dodie every time we see her. You know, she's a widow, but she's a great woman of God. And I know when we do that, the Lord smiles upon that. And so I have, I brought this morning the last thank you note that she, she sent us. And so we're a blessing to those who are blessed. And why is that? Well, we want the blessing to be on our lives as well. Amen? And so again, in the body of Christ, so many have been trained to give into this failing situation, that failing situation, this needy situation, or then we try to guilt, they try to guilt people into giving, or they try this, well, send your $100, and I'll send you a coffee mug. That is not how you walk in the blessing of the Lord. Study the parable of the talents. Look at Matthew 25, 29. Jesus said, for everyone who has will be given what? More. And whoever, he will have an abundance. Say abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Now, I know that's not the message of today's world and today's culture, but that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, the kingdom of God is about stewardship. And so if we want to walk in the blessing, we've got to be good stewards of what God has already blessed us with. We've got to handle what God has already blessed us with rightly. And part of that is walking in financial covenant with God. And when we do that, Hebrews 7 and verse 7 becomes a reality in our lives. Without doubt, the lesser. That's you and me. We're blessed by the greater. So if you want to harvest, you got to give into good soil. And this will help you understand why when you give money to a relative who never pays you back, there's never a harvest. That's why you hear us say that you got to be led by the Holy Spirit when you're giving above and beyond, not just in church, but when you're out and about in the world. See, the Holy Spirit knows if somebody's really in need. The Holy Spirit knows if the money's really going to be used to buy food or to buy diapers. The Holy Spirit knows how the money is going to be used. The Holy Spirit knows if the money is going to end up being used for drug money or whatever it is. So that's why we always say we got to be led by the Holy Spirit. See, we'll reap whatever we give into. And in my life, I don't want to harvest a lack or failure not enough. I want a harvest of blessing. Say blessing. blessing. Verse 7, Hebrews 7, 7, without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by the greater. So in your life, God wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. Look at what God told Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 1 and 2. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, 99, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the almighty God, El Shaddai, the almighty God, the all-sufficient God, the God of more than enough. I am the almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And right there, somebody could say, oh, there's that Old Testament. What we do matters. You haven't read your New Testament. You haven't read the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus told us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. 
See, we live in a time, we live in a culture where everything is watered down, watered down to the lowest common denominator. And so as a result, people want to believe that they can just do whatever they want to do, live however they want to live, handle their finances however they want to handle it, and God is supposed to bless them. That's not what the Bible says. Old Testament or New Testament. I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Verse 2, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will, does he say I'll diminish you? I will multiply thee, how? Exceedingly. See, that, that's the blessing of the Lord. You go back to Galatians 3, verse 14. Christ redeemed us in order that the blessing of the Lord, the blessing given to Abraham might come to us Gentiles through Christ Jesus. I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee, how? Exceedingly. So our great God is the God of more than enough. And he wants each of us to have more than enough. Why? Go to 2 Corinthians 9-11, you learn so it's so we can be a blessing. And so that's why when God's people don't want to work God's plan, they're not just hindering themselves. They're hindering the kingdom of God. They're hindering others. He wants us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. So in your life, don't limit God. Don't limit God with unbelief. Don't limit God with a bad attitude. Don't limit God with disobedience. Don't limit him with action, with inaction. Don't limit God. To walk in the blessing of the Lord, you got to do what Abraham did. To walk in the blessings of a superior covenant with better promises, with a superior high priest, you got to take action and do what Abraham did. Jesus is our high priest, and he is the high priest of our tithe. And so when you bring your tithes, Jesus pronounces the blessing over your life. And Hebrews 7 and verse 7 becomes true. Without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by who? The greater. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So every Sunday, every Wednesday, keep taking action, keep obeying God, keep plugging away. And what happens every week? The lesser is blessed by the greater. Keep working God's plan. The lesser is blessed by the greater. 2020, in the midst of shutdowns and lockdowns and you can't do this, can't do that, can't go there, can't go there. We just keep working God's plan. The lesser is blessed by the greater. And so in the midst of everything going on in the world, how do we as the people of God walk in greater blessing? Because we're living like our father Abraham, by faith, doing our part. And as we do that, the lesser is blessed by the greater. And so as we roll into 2021, with all that's going on, with all that's going on in the news, we, we keep our eyes, as Hebrews says, focused on Jesus. Walk by faith, walk in love, let our light shine, be sought in light. Just keep living like our father Abraham. And what happens week after week, month after month, year after year? We, the lesser, are blessed by the greater. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. 
come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.